Hey guys, thanks for listening to Kinda Dating, the comedy dating podcast where I, your host Natasha Chandel, and some cool guests break down the dating world and try to figure out why the fuck do we all have commitment issues. Today's topic is keeping your relationship spicy. Need we say more? Let's do this. I'm Natasha Chandel, and you're listening to Kinda Dating. If you like today's episode, can you please remember, please, pretty please, to subscribe to us on the podcast app wherever you get it and leave us a five-star review. Um, we would love to hear from you, and uh, like I keep telling you, we will shout you out in the show and on social media. Um, we're also at Kinda Dating on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and I'm at Natasha Chandel on Facebook, Instagram, and Natasha underscore Chandel on Twitter. <sighs> Okay, I'm done. I'm done with the plugs. Um, we have uh, back our awesome friend here and great guest. She's a health and sexuality writer, host of the Girl Boner podcast, uh, which you all know I love that name. Her work has appeared in Cosmo, The Washington Post, Livestrong.com, and more. And she is releasing her new book, Girl Boner, The Good Girl's Guide to Sexual Empowerment. We have August McLaughlin. Thank you for I having me. I always feel like a, like a, like, you know, one of those like show hosts. Yeah. Being you like, get and that. August McLaughlin. <laughs> um, thank you for coming back. So, we talked about the libido, which was crazy fascinating to me and so layered. And I feel like we're going to get into something even more layered, mm-hmm. which is keeping it spicy. Yeah. Which I would love to know, because you're in a 10-year relationship, uh, married for mm-hmm, 10 years. Mm-hmm. Is this something you still work on? You know, I think when you work on yourselves and your relationship, mm-hmm. that that's part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a priority for me. Obviously, it's yeah. A big that's value I guess what me. I meant. Like, yeah. is it a priority? Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. And and the whole term spicy is like, you know, even determining that. You know, I think it's okay to have repetitive sex. Yeah. It's like. If you love your vibrator and your hand and you're good with those, it's not like you need a different hand every time, right? Totally. So it's like it's it's uh, not having complacency because it's beautiful to be with someone who knows your body. Mm. Um, that's the benefit of like being with someone for a long time. But also it's really a beautiful thing if you can. It doesn't need to be like you're hanging from the ceiling, but working in creativity mm-hmm. to make it fun. Yeah. Yeah. And like learning each other. I think that like – we evolve and change so much. Like, no one person, I'm sure you know this, you're probably not the same person at all that you were 10 years ago. Oh, good God, no. And, like, things about you change, and it's cool yeah. when you're, like, discovering that or testing it out in a safe, like, space. I hate to use that word because it's become so, like, cliche. But yeah. but in, like, a relationship where you're safe and you can, Completely. like, play and test and do that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I believe our sexuality is very fluid. Mm-hmm. So it's a journey for each of us individually as well. Mm-hmm. So if you think about that, automatically it's exciting because the two of you on your own are going to change. Yeah. And your lives are going to change. And there will be challenges in every part of your relationship and there'll be beautiful things in every part you know if it's a healthy relationship yeah. so it's it's all it's all part of that so like this might be a lame question but like is there a general time that things start plateauing in relationships that's not a bad question at all there's this idea that there's the seven year itch right yeah and as I was approaching seven years I was like am I gonna be like itchy like am I gonna yeah. feel like this is you know um 
And I don't think that anything like that is inevitable. Mm -hmm. I really don't. And I also want to mention that some people love companionship relationships that are purely, they become friendship and that's it. And Mm -hmm. that's great. Mm -hmm. If it's like they're your family member, you have this beautiful intimacy, sex is not the priority anymore, that's okay. But I would always check in with yourself and just make sure that you're not just sort of like closing that door on yourself. There's a difference. And spicy doesn't have to mean just sex, right? Mm -hmm. There are so many ways to like kind of just have excitement back and totally you know so that's that's kind of also what we're talking about i don't want people to think we're just saying like that means it's all sex related but like there are these are the things that those are good areas yeah absolutely and i think our sex lives are often very reflective of Mm -hmm. the rest of our relationship so if the whole relationship is really monotonous Mm -hmm. and you're not really having any sort of adventure then the sex life will be affected by that. And new experiences trigger all these feel-good hormones in mm-hmm. our brains. So they've actually studied couples that have been in love and consider themselves in love for a lifetime, like in their senior citizen elderly years. And their brain scans show that they have, when they look at pictures of their partner, there's they show the in love, like the fireworks. Oh, yeah. I mean, that is so beautiful to me. Yeah. And I have to say, I... I still feel butterflies every single time mm-hmm. my partner comes home from somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, that doesn't have to be your way, um, but for me, it's a it's a beautiful reflection of you know the work that I think we do in a beautiful way. Like I don't think work has to be a dirty word. Yeah, we've talked about that too, where we we we've said like it does take work to be in a relationship, but it's not that kind of work. We're not talking like hard hey. work like it's you're not you know, shoveling the backyard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're like put in prison and you're going to labor. It's not, uh-uh. none of that. It's like Yeah, like dating's work too, yeah, right? Like yeah. you put yourself you're out there effort. and you're meeting people mm-hmm. and and not all of it might be fun, but yeah. you're making it a priority yeah. and and you know it sounds like you really love your work life. I love my work life too. It's work. You oh, know, 100%. it's crazy hard to write books, yeah. but I love it. Yeah. So it's it's that kind of fulfilling yeah. work. I woke up today after like four hours of sleep to prep for this podcast, Aww. and but I love it. So I didn't, I would you know, never have guessed. <laughs> but yeah, your There's passion so shows. so much makeup on my face. <laughs> um, but like, so, you know, people think... You're in a relationship. It's always supposed to be fire. And it's like, are you know, are you supposed to be making out passionately everywhere, especially as you start growing up? Like when I my mom heard this part of the episode, she was like, I can't believe you used to do that. Um, When I was in high school, my high school boyfriend or, you know, high school, college and and uh, we would like make out passionately in the for the foyer of the school in front of everybody, people would walk. We, I'm pretty sure we skipped classes, and yeah. we would just stand there and make out. Like, the world didn't matter. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think people even took pictures. Like, it was, like, one guy, like, joked that he was going to put it in the yearbook <laughs> because he was the yearbook photographer. <laughs> and But then as I grew older, you know, then That's not when I was in relationships yeah. with other people, uh-huh. I didn't want to be – like one guy would right. always try to make out with me in the middle of New York City. And I'm like, we just cross the street and there's traffic both ways. Can we not make out in the middle <laughs> of traffic right now? Yeah. And I was like, we're, but because to me it felt like, well, now we're grownups and like a little bit is fine, but right. we could go back 
into an apartment. <laughs> and I think that because but I love it when other people do. Oh, yeah. I will say that I'm not one of those like annoying people like, who don't like hate when other people, you know, make it. I'm like, oh, no, they're in love. That's sweet. Yeah. But is it OK that that changes? I think I it's like, totally fine, because if you think about it, the same arc in a, in a relationship where the beginning has the kind of, quote, honeymoon period. Mm-hmm. When you're having your first relationships it is more exciting. Mm-hmm. You've never experienced it. It's like a baby having food for the first yeah. time. It's like, oh my God. Like <laughs> It's true. And so there's that piece of it. But then also as adults that we have responsibility, we have a lot going on. Mm-hmm. It's not like when, when I was in high school and I had my first boyfriend, I wasn't paying attention to class. Yeah. I was thinking about him and I was <laughs> doodling in my journal about him. And I was yeah. like, and so it's really fun to have somebody to think about. But if you're trying to like, live a full life and you know yeah go you have to be in traffic and you have to pay bills and you have to feed your cat or whatever like it's it's not it's not necessarily realistic and there's nothing wrong with that I think our relationships deepen which is beautiful yeah and so like it, it doesn't have to be like a sign of failure oh my god no like, and it's in because I, I'm just I just want to put that yeah. out there for people like, mm-hmm. hey, if you've hit that spot, it doesn't mean like, oh, my God, time to bail. No, not at all. I think it's really natural. First of all, that's a very it's supposed to happen mm-hmm. in that you're supposed to have the really intoxicated, like literally it's like the most drunk and high you can be. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, it's nauseating, though. It's also I mean, it's. It's stressful in the beginning almost. of the relationship. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you, I mean, literally people want to throw up because it's so crazy. Totally. So it's not like you want to feel like that all the time mm-hmm. forever. And as you develop a closer bond, you have your your values might change a little bit around that. Not not your values, yeah. but you end up prioritizing things differently. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a beautiful thing to be really intimate in other ways and to not have all that. But I think it's also really important if you notice it, if you notice a change and you're not happy with it, that address it. Mm-hmm. You know, like think about so for example, maybe you are in a relationship and you've been in a relationship for a long time and things have gotten very routine. Uh, in therapy they call that like scripted sex mm-hmm. or scripted, you know, like your romance is always the same. Mm-hmm. Really prioritizing maybe it's once a month that you're going to do something different. Yeah. Maybe you take turns deciding what that is. Maybe once you do go make out in the middle of a street somewhere, yeah. but you decide on it together and you plan it so that when you get there, it's like totally exciting. You feel like you're 12. Mm-hmm. It'd be really fun, but it's not something you're going to want to do every day. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so to backtrack a little bit, why why does it happen that we kind of plateau in relationships? You know, is it, uh, I mean, maybe it's a simple answer of just like it's time passes and you're comfortable with that person and you, like you said, like kind of create a routine around it. Yeah. I mean, I think creatures of habit, right? We are. I mean, we crave routine for sure. Um, And I think some of it is very physiological, like the changes in the brain that happens. Mm -hmm. Like if you think about people needing to mate, like way back when it was like, we need to make the species grow, Mm -hmm. which we don't have that problem anymore, obviously. But but just genetically, we're supposed to, you know, develop that really deep connection and and all of that stuff. Um, So I think that's part of it. There's also this really incredible book and lots of work by Esther Perel. She's also a therapist and she has this book called Mating in Captivity. That's brilliant. Mm. And she talks about from her huge years and years and years of experience how 
we expect so much from our relationships now. We don't just expect like someone needs to like plow the field and like we need to have make yeah. sure we procreate. It's we expect our partner to fill fulfill our spiritual needs and our oh, emotional yeah. needs and our physical needs and our all these things yeah. and also be responsible and take care of things, but also be so passionate and whisk us off our feet all the time. And it's like that's not realistic, yeah, right? Yeah. And she talks about kind of the discrepancy between when you're trying to navigate domestic stuff like when you've been with someone for a while you're like doing laundry you see each other sick you see like it's not all glamorous Mm, and romantic and all that stuff and sometimes it can be hard especially I think for a parent like any gender but like we'll use a new mom as an example Um, say you have a child now and you're associating motherhood with what we've been taught about motherhood Mm -hmm. like you're supposed to be pious and no longer cuss and you know yeah. hide, hide your nipples in public even when you're breastfeeding not like that they still cuss around their kid awesome. <laughs> I love that I mean they need to stay yeah, themselves yeah. and yeah. I think I think we can end up losing parts of ourselves if yeah. we so I think it's super important for every couple and I think this is what I didn't realize this until I read that book that that's probably why my partner mm-hmm. I have sparks still is because we are as independent as we are close. Mm. Like we have our own lives too, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. That's, that's a good point. You have to, you have to be individuals as well. Yeah. I um, think so. I think also like, this is one complaint that girls always have with like, or a lot of girls have with guys. So guys also have it with girls. Um, but like the guy in the beginning will do so much to woo the girl, right? He's yeah. like planning all the days. He's like being romantic. He's doing all that shit. And then, and then he gets the girl and slowly it's like, and it's uh, gone. And so like my girlfriends will be, you know, especially like the married ones will be like, oh, he used to do so much before. And now the guy <laughs> and they're fine. Like they're not mad about it, but yeah. they're just kind of like, oh, it completely drops. And like because all of us somehow tend to think like, oh, we've won the battle. Like I got mm-hmm. the person and like I'm done. Um but another reason could be, like, they don't know any better. They don't know what to do. Yeah. Like, you know, you know how to woo people to a certain point, and maybe that's where, where you can help, yeah. is, like, finding those other ways of, like, keeping it spicy that people aren't even thinking about because they just lo- – some people just don't know it. Yeah, maybe it hasn't occurred to them. It just, yeah. it just sort of happened, and this is what they're used to. And especially if they were trying really, really hard to win the person over, and it was very strategic, mm-hmm. which that always bothers me. Like, anyone who is dating out there who, like, oh, yeah. some people like that, but for me, it feels like game playing when yeah. people are, like, pretending they're so thoughtful. Yeah, they're yeah, not, yeah. Or they're thoughtful, but they, like, would never really do that in their yeah. real life. Um, so I think being really genuine is important. But, um, but yeah, I think, I think really checking in with yourself and – and making time, mm-hmm. like having, you have to spend time and energy on your relationship or it's not going to be, you know, whatever we invest our energy into thrives. Mm-hmm. And if we, if we don't water the grass, it's not going to grow. So how can I nurture that? And how can I nurture that in a way that my partner will love it? Well, yeah, will respond to Like not just something I want to do, but. Yeah, that's actually yeah. good because that was leading me to my next question, which is like, should we, should we be taking responsibility for our part in the relationship? Not or or like hitting a you know mm. a kind of like a plateau autopilot. or something. Yeah, yeah. I think we always take full responsibility for our half of the relationship. Yeah. So like it's a hundred percent you mm-hmm. for your part of it, right? So if you're the only one bothered, then 
if you talk to your partner, then hopefully you can figure some things out together. Yeah. But I do think that that takes a lot of introspection and say like, well, what is really bothering me? Because I think sometimes we put a lot of pressure too on the relationship to mm-hmm. be like, this is why I'm not happy. Mm-hmm. When is that really it? Like mm-hmm. really go through and, and ask yourself, are there layers to this? Um, have I have I made an effort so that we don't sit there going, oh, he never does this for me anymore. Mm-hmm. If we go, you know... I'm missing like romantic dates, so I'm going to plan one, mm-hmm. you know, like take some initiative or, or again, have that conversation and, and ask your partner like, Hey, do you feel like we're a little too routine? I mean, yeah. I love routine. It's really fun. Yeah. Like routine should be like your favorite, your favorite kind of cake. Yeah. And your adventures should be like exploding, amazing cake that you take out every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the... The challenges in keeping it spicy with your partner, even though you might have been with them, whatever, however long it is, because, you know, could be you just moved in together, whatever. But it's like that part, like, how do you get over, like, feeling vulnerable, like feeling Mm -hmm. naked because you're trying to, like, do something out of your comfort zone to, like, be spicy? No, that's that's a really good question. I think. Knowing that vulnerability is where we grow the most. Yeah. So if you feel vulnerable, I don't think we try to get over it or, Mm -hmm. like, try to not feel vulnerable. But I think embracing that is part of it. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is when we hear spicing up the relationship, I think a lot of people do think because there's, like, this commercialized idea of what spicy sex looks like that they think they have to go from what they have, like, fairly – you know, quote vanilla, however you define that, sex that's routine, and you think that you need to – pull out some whips and chains and do all these crazy things or have a big, you know, have a threesome or have a orgy or something Mm -hmm. when, when really it could be having sex in another room or it could be trying a new restaurant Mm -hmm. or putting sex on the, on the calendar or Or it could be just like adding like oral in or like more hand, like something different or a new toy or here's one that's really fun. Uh, it's called orgasm control. Ah, Are you familiar with this? No. Okay. It's also really it's fun in a very aggravating way because you basically, and you can do this obviously with permission. You wouldn't want to just like suddenly do this to somebody. You can either do this. T- oh, I've had this done. Okay. So you get close to <laughs> orgasm. Where and they, they try to you. get you and then they stop. Yes. Yeah. And you stop and you go back and yeah. you stop. And you, and you can do this yourself too yeah, with yeah, like yeah, a toy yeah. or something. But the, you get full head to toe yeah, arousal. You you're one giant girl boater. Like you're, mm-hmm. you're whole, you're flushed. You're like, yeah. you're so turned on that you want to just scream. You're like, please, please, please. Just let me. <laughs> it's not something yeah. you want to do every day, but just yeah. that's like something no, that's is. fairly yeah, great. Yeah. simple yep. that you can work in. It's kind of like if you like exercising, you're not going to do a marathon mm-hmm. every day. You know, just yeah. like every once in a while at a 5K, yeah. like try something. I also always like advocate for like changing your perception of something or your attitude towards something Mm -hmm. like even for me sometimes I can feel like kind of like weird or like I said vulnerable about I'm like oh do I you know yeah and then especially I don't know when there's no real good time there's some some moments you just do you're like should I try this thing but then I've like started like I change my perspective into playing Mm -hmm. and I tell myself like one, I'm in a trusted relationship. This is fine. This person likes me already enough. Like, I'm not yeah. doing something with somebody doesn't 
like like me and now I'm just gonna play so like then I come to come with it with a playful attitude and like with a thing that maybe the other person won't even like this thing but hey we're gonna play and like explore and and see where it goes so like I won't take it personally if somebody didn't respond but I find that people do respond when when you come to it, it with like a kind of just playfulness. Like fun. Yeah. Yeah. Just try it and see yeah. it. Because sex is supposed to be sometimes awkward and funny too. Yeah. So maybe you do something. Like I gave one of my um, partners once this toy that we called it the slug because mm-hmm. it was like we were going to be apart for a while. And so I wanted him to have it. So I had the toy like sent to where he was. Yeah. And it was like this this squishy. It was supposed to be like a, you know, a vagina for him. Yeah. Yeah. And uh First of all, so he'd never had anything like this. Yeah. So he was kind of like, whoa. <laughs> and it went, he tried to use it. It went flying across the room. And like it, it was like this hilarious thing that we had this, we just laughed so hard. We were crying about because there's a slug flying around his hotel room. And uh, we're like, if, so, if someone had opened the door, they would have gotten this like squishy penis hugger oh, in the face. Hilarious. You know, just, um, <laughs> yeah, I think trying things is really important. And I love what you said about changing your perspective too, because it's sometimes I think we can get really, if we aren't addressing these things, yeah. it festers. And we yeah, go like, just, oh. You're in your head about it. And then you're like, nothing good is coming out of it. It's just yeah. all staying in your head. It's like kind of, who gives a fuck? Totally. Totally. And I really think that our when our sex life, if we're in a long-term relationship and things are a little like mundane in the sex department, I really advocate for doing something adventurous for you. Mm-hmm. Like, first of all, are you having an exciting sex life? Just yourself. Totally. You know, do you think about, do you express your sexuality in any, like, do you read erotic novels? And mm-hmm. I'm not saying you have to do these things, but are you, are you trying to do things that mm-hmm. do light your fire? Because I think if you keep kind of your fire lit, mm-hmm. then sex is going to be really fun. And trying different things yourself, maybe different fantasies or reading, you know, some, some kind of sexy mm-hmm. book or there's a lot of ways to do it. Or maybe it's just pursuing a passion that you've yeah. never tapped into, a hobby. Totally. Yeah. And I mean, you know, we talked about this in the earlier episode, too, of like keeping it simple is like sometimes incorporating more of the kissing and cuddling and like touching and like things that we forget are what really start the stimulation. Yeah. You know, and then like sex is or the Mm -hmm. penetration, whatever, because I know you consider it the same. Yeah. But like that's like the peak or the end, the end moment. But, like, there's all this, like, fun stuff that, like, leads up to it that we just forget, I feel, like, when we get into, like, relationships. Totally. And I would even recommend having a non-penetrative, have sex with no penetration. Yeah. Like, do, I read about that. Yeah. yeah. Do it. Like, yeah. like, try some different things because you will learn some yeah. things you didn't even know. Actually, you tried. I did. I did try that once with, uh, with my ex. And, uh, and we did. We went. Like, but it was, like, a week where it was, like, we wouldn't do anything. Uh, but like uh, we did everything else but that and like mm. led up to it for a few and then it w- it really yeah. was like you just are like okay I'm fucking because your anticipation is insane <laughs> and at the end you're yeah. like let's just because <laughs> yeah. you get the two things that are so exciting which are totally. anticipation for yourself mm-hmm. and you also feel wanted mm-hmm. and we get so turned on mm-hmm. by our partner's desire so and it's kind it's of perfect. like it, it is that the, that like when you get stimulated but then you like withhold and then you get stimulated and you withhold Completely. it's like but it's kind of like it takes you back to like what you used to do in high school right because right. like i hate saying this because poor guy like poor guy <laughs> i was with my boyfriend four years 
I made him wait a year and a half before we had sex. And but I was young and I, <laughs> I didn't want to. And um, but like we did everything else leading up to that. And I think that built so much intimacy for like we knew each other in and out. So then once we started that, it just became so fun. And like we mm-hmm. then just started playing in other ways beyond that. Yeah. But like but there was so much like already like crazy just intimacy like we knew Mm. each other's rhythm and body and like signals and everything and you felt so safe Mm -hmm. there and I think that's beautiful I love the idea of just making out Mm -hmm. like who does that and that's what you did right though in high school it's like you would just make out and then I like I think about it now I'm like how how did I just make out and stop right well I think for me at least I can speak for myself I knew so little about yeah, sex I mean, actually, yeah. that I had no idea. Like, if I knew that that was going to be the next thing, I would have pulled my pants off and, like, done yeah. it. You know? Like, yeah. I didn't I didn't, didn't know. know. Yeah. And so I was feeling all these different things. And then I was having oral sex, and I didn't mm-hmm. know it was sex. Yeah, exactly. Like, so many people don't think that oral sex is sex. It is. Yeah. I, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And penetrative sex is not even the most common form. Yeah. Masturbation is. So it's really funny that we're like, when we think sex, we think penis and a vagina, Mm -hmm. which also is so exclusionary of people who are LGBTQ. Of course, yeah. It doesn't doesn't make sense. And uh, I just interviewed somebody about lesbian sex, and it's so interesting because there's this idea that there's this lesbian bed death is what they call it, that lesbians, when they've been together for a while, they stop having sex. And... I, so I was reading more about this, yeah. and the the research is really interesting because if you're defining sex as penetration, those, all of those couples they talk to may have been having oral mm-hmm. sex. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And other studies show that lesbian couples have more sex or more pleasurable sex. Yeah. So it's it's all, all my in friends the are lesbians, and and they're with one of my other guy friends, a straight roommate, and he always tells me he's like those two. I can't get them to stop and like the things that they do I don't even want to know and I'm like I'm like hey man power to them they're yeah. having their fucking fun yeah it's great yeah. it's great and it, it is that whole other lens how mm-hmm. you were saying a different perspective it's is sex what does it mean to you mm-hmm. I think even asking ourselves that like how do I define sex yeah and it might change over time too yeah before we get into, you know, again, at giving more tips on how to actually keep it spicy which we, I think we've given a few already but um what do you need to be what's needed between the relationship to be successful at this this you're at the stage where you're like all right we're we're kind of at a plateau mm-hmm. how are we mixing this up and like what do you need like i think we had spoken a little bit about this before is like yeah. the the no no criticism and no judgment yeah for sure yeah yeah that's really important i would say the awareness first mm-hmm. and then the ability to communicate about Mm -hmm. it and then the ability to cooperate Mm -hmm. and to work together on it so that it's not again me versus you it's what can we do and and not putting pressure on yourselves and not you know trying not to judge yourself too but I think it's it's doesn't take much or very long I think that's the other thing is it can feel like oh my gosh we haven't had sex Mm -hmm. in so long and first of all it's okay I, I get so frustrated when people say they call sexless marriages one time sex once a month or less I'm like, if you have sex once a month and it is awesome Mm -hmm. and you have a good relationship and maybe you're both busy and whatever, what's wrong with that? Like, even the term sexless sounds so negative, right? Um, But yeah, I think 
I think the willingness is really big. Yeah. And just take baby steps. Yeah. Just start with one thing. Yeah. And and I think talking about it in a time when you're not actually about to do it. Like don't say, okay, let's sit down and then let's spice it mm-hmm. up. Let's sit down and talk about this because even that plants mm-hmm. the seed. It starts that anticipation. And just like being open, right? Yeah. You said like just mm-hmm. trying different, and it could, yeah. it doesn't even have to be as crazy, like you said, as going from zero to a hundred. Mm-hmm. Like it could be as simple as like um, a naughty phone call totally. or a naughty text or whispering something in their ear or you know like when you're having sex like those little things that get people you know I mean I was with somebody and he just for some reason loved just the sound of not even like a not even like a heavy moan or something mm. just like a breathing in the ear yeah. and that like got him so and I was like all right easy yeah it's <laughs> like cool you yeah, know it doesn't and always like, take very much does yeah it? but sometimes I would just do it like off times just like so that you know, if you're trying to stir somebody up or surprise. whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. The like, surprise factor is really fun. Yeah. Are you familiar with stranger dates? No. <gasps> it's so sexy. And there's so many ways to do it that it, like, takes very, very little for me. Yeah. Um, so a stranger date is when you and your partner pretend you're strangers. Oh. So in, in a more extreme example, I haven't done it this way yet, but you would go, you would plan to meet at a place. Mm-hmm. Like you were not together during the day. Or maybe for a week, or yeah. maybe it's after a vacation or a work trip or something where you didn't see each other, uh, and you show up at some elegant, you know, restaurant or anywhere mm-hmm. that you choose a bar, and one of you approaches the other one, and you meet for the first time, and you role play that you are maybe different personalities, oh, like or that. you can be yeah. yourself and just meeting for the first time. For me, I get so excited by just we were at this hotel for a, a friend's event and. I just remember sitting at a bar with a with a drink because I don't do that by myself. Like yeah. I've been in a relationship for a long time. Like I just don't. And I remember him walking over to me and just like approaching, and I like melted to the floor because it was just <laughs> like it. you have this feeling of like I'm in public and we're just like you know, yeah yeah you're there's, you there's mm, some secret between you yeah. two that nobody else knows. Yeah. yeah yeah. I mean those kinds of things are really doable yeah and it's so simple and yeah. just you got to like trust the other person and like it's i have a little fun with it yeah and it might be a disaster yeah, like one of my friends told me she that. did a stranger kind of thing uh it was a role-playing thing yeah. it wasn't a stranger date but it was a role-playing thing and she said her partner was so good at role-playing that it terrified her because he became <laughs> some other person and yeah. she was like completely petrified so Hilarious. something like that might happen and you might go let's Take that off the table, yeah, or maybe we'll try it again. Work. Don't be so good at it, or something. Wait, but hey, that happens though. Like yeah. I mean, like I said, one um, one of my exes, the one who like loves the the threesome idea, had tested that option out with other exes before, and uh, but it was funny because he said he didn't actually enjoy it. He thought that it was a fantasy he really wanted, mm. and and even like it was like the the two girls and a guy and two guys and a girl. He tried both scenarios. <laughs> And he goes both times he couldn't get aroused. I love that you brought that up because... But it was like a fantasy in his yeah. head. He just... And then even with me, it was like he just wanted me to agree to it. Oh, interesting. And it was all... But I only learned that like much later. later. I'm like, but you should have just told me that. You could have just like... easily been like, oh, yeah, I completely. Yeah, I'm totally into it. But yeah. I was like, I thought he was kind of pushing me into this. So I yeah. was like, I don't... It's so interesting because fantasies, we might fantasize about 
stealing jewelry. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that might be an enticing thought that you're never going to do. Like oh, totally. our fantasies don't have to be things we act on. But also if we have a fantasy that we're like, I really am curious about this. Mm-hmm. It's really cool to just try it out. And you might not like it. I had this one listener contact me because I, I answer a listener's question every mm-hmm. week on the show. And she wanted to go on she wanted to get into swinging mm. where you're like having sex like you as a couple are having sex with other people and you go to these swinger events and and all this stuff and not just sex but romantic yeah, yeah. sexy stuff and she ended up she really really wanted it and he did not want it and they finally tried it and she was like it was horrible all yeah. we wanted to do was go back to our room and be by ourselves mm-hmm. and she said it did help her because it first of all took away that she still likes to fantasize about it. Mm-hmm. Like she likes thinking about all these yeah, other yeah. people around them. But it made her just appreciate what she had so yeah, much more. Yeah. yeah, it's very interesting how how that can be. Um, we're we're still going to keep going, guys. We uh, I know that we have to give you some uh, some more tips on how to keep this relationship spicy. Um, but as always, if you like what you're hearing so far, uh, give us a five star review on the app. Just press pause, go in, subscribe. Uh, give us a five-star review and hear all of our episodes. Um, okay, this is it. This is what people are waiting for. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> um, I'm here with August McLaughlin from Girl Boner Podcast and the book uh, also Girl Boner, um, A Good Girl's Guide to Sexual Empowerment. Um we are talking on how to keep the relationship spicy. It could be at any point that you're dating, you're living together, you're married, whatever it is. I think a simple thing is flirting again. Mm. Yeah. We forget to flirt with each other. Mm. I like that. I, and I also really like if you're flirting in public, kind of secretly. Yeah. There's something about the stealthy kind of like, you know, you reach over and just just touch their inner thigh, mm-hmm. like some place where nobody else mm-hmm. would be touching, or just whispering in their ear or breathing seductively Completely. as your ex liked. You know, just something that's surprising mm-hmm. and flirty. Yeah, yeah, it brings that instantly brings back that new kind yeah. of like, yeah, those hormones go flying. Something I always do um, is like if we go out and I'll wear uh, like a really tight some like really tight outfit and I'll purposely not wear anything underneath and then I'll tell them and then tell them and they're just like or hand them your underwear Mm -hmm. yeah those little surprises and secrets are simple (laughs) yeah yeah you're welcome you guys yeah (laughs) everyone go do this tell us how amazing the sex was later I also think another one is being spontaneous like one of my classic examples I swear to god if my mom hears this I will die She'll never, ever listen to this episode. No auntie is ever listening to this episode. Um, uh, My ex and I, uh, he used to work at a gym. And uh, we, you know, he's the one that when we were together for like a year and I could count on one hand, we never, that we didn't have any sex. And and so I one day uh, surprised him at, clothes at the gym not wearing anything underneath a dress um he was like oh my god this is my job this is my work there's cameras we found the one like (laughs) tiny chunk between two curtains that did not the camera did not go to Mm. and i just seduced the shit out of him and he was like at first he was like no i'm gonna get caught and then he was just like fuck it and it was like the best and it was just like a fun little showing up at his job and and 
he just worked it. And that's using your creativity. <laughs> yeah, and was like, you probably whatever. knew that he would actually really. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, I like knew. having yeah. some sense of of what I knew that there was an area that was cu- that yeah. we couldn't like get caught or whatever it was because I knew he was nervous about yeah. that and I was like you'll be okay yeah like, you will be okay right right yeah. yeah I love that yeah spontaneous and and again knowing roughly kind of what yeah. your partners like mm-hmm. what they're they're into and kind of what they would like but use I love how creative that was though it was something so surprising and different mm-hmm. and I think that's a really big yeah piece of it and, and also not doing it like I think sometimes people go how can I get my partner to be more exciting and excited yeah. sexually instead think I'm, I I want to do this spicy fun thing for us no matter where it leads mm-hmm. I think oh, that's yeah, really totally. important that it's not like if I do this then will you please have sex with me yeah you know? exactly yeah <laughs> yeah um yeah because I have a, a big thing just whatever that little spontaneous it does again have to be that whole thing you know it could be a something small that's like a phone call that's you know engaging them in a, a different way that they wouldn't normally expect of your personality or yeah. whatever and that's like also a learning process for us right like you said being vulnerable helps us to learn like that's where we kind of come out of our own like psychoses basically yeah totally yeah so um what do you think about like learning new tricks i think it's great i think there's so much that we can learn yeah, and so many things that we can explore. And we don't really know mm-hmm. if we we'll like something if we don't try yeah. it. So I think if you're curious about maybe trying some new things, there's a really great series of anthologies by uh, edited by Rachel Kramer Bustle. Mm. It's uh, the women's... Um, Best Women's Erotica. It's a mm. whole series. And they have thematic ones. So some will be like more kinky. Some mm. will be, you know, they're all different. Uh, and they're so great because you can read them and get all these ideas. Mm. You know, things like that. Or, or maybe it's watching some erotic film or going to a, a store, like a sex toy yeah. store or a website where you can mm-hmm. shop around and see. And and I think that's great. We should have all these kind of like tools in the toolbox. Yeah. And, and even like... Something that always, that I've always bonded with uh, partners was, like, dancing. Mm. So, like, um, I also, like, don't date anybody who, like, can't, who, like, won't enjoy. I'm sorry we can't date because I'm a terrible dancer. (laughs) No, oh, no, I don't mind if you're (laughs) a terrible dancer. But somebody who, like, doesn't like, like, music or dancing, I'm like, oh, I would, like, break my heart. Yeah. because I, I, to me, it's like such a fun. Like you could be, you know, go test, like try out salsa together, mm-hmm. or you don't even have to know what you're doing. Trust yeah. me, you don't. It's just like, or going to like an, a fun bar or lounge and just like getting really close and like, like mm-hmm. just really gets. Um, I don't know, just like that kind of fun little activity that you can choose yeah. together to do something totally, or something like random and adventurous, like. You both have never smoked weed. Like, go smoke weed together. Sure. Some shit. I don't know. Yeah, try something new. And you can also plan a surprise for your partner that is just for them. Mm -hmm. And just for you. Again, I think that's really important. But you made such a good point earlier in saying that it's not just about sexy spice. It's yeah. not all about sexual activity. Mm -hmm. Because I think it's it's more like – I see foreplay as a lifestyle. Like, I call it, like – it's how we engage. Mm-hmm. It's how we are connected and how do we support ourselves and each other as unique individuals, mm-hmm. you know. And it's so fun to be have things to talk about when you're doing different things. Yeah. And and then shared passions too or trying new things. I think I think that's super, super powerful. 
Yeah, I think like finding whatever ways you guys have built your connectedness in the beginning, like bring that up again. Like a, a bunch of the stuff that I was reading was also like going back to those old hangs that you used Aww. to have. Like if you in the beginning of your relationship, yeah. you used to, you know, make out of this one place or like do it in this like, you know, whatever in the back of a car mm-hmm. like people love that shit like go back and recreate that it's i did fun. a scavenger hunt with one of my exes where it was for his birthday where it went to all of like our oh places. i love that it's so much work though that by the end of his birthday i was like you were asleep basically <laughs> um but uh i've actually wanted to at some point so i won't let him listen to this yeah part, yeah uh with my my partner now i'd love to recreate how we met because we were neighbors. I went to go oh. look at this place that I ended up moving into. It was a, um, a guest house behind this duplex, and he was renting half of the duplex. And I knocked on his door, and he opened it, and he showed me around, and I found out later that he had told a friend, I don't know how I'm going to meet someone. It's not like they're just going to show up at my door. Oh, my gosh. And so a couple months later, we were developing a friendship. And once we started dating, you know, it just, it blossomed from that place of, I was working on myself. He was working on himself, yeah. you know, it just very organically. And we got married on the steps we met on too. Oh, you guys are so, so cute. And luckily we still know the people at the house. So we wouldn't have to just like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sneak up. Just randomly be like. Oh, he they would totally just... help us. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's it's so cute. I love that. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, I hope you get to recreate that. Yeah, maybe I'll do that for our 10-year anniversary. We'll Aww. see. We'll um, see. What happens, though? Uh, okay, actually, before I get into that, one quick thing. What about distance? Do you think it helps sometimes, like, if you're trying to keep it spicy by, like, taking some time apart? I do think it's really important to nurture that individuality, mm-hmm. which requires doing different things, yeah. right? Like if you're in like the same each other a little bit. Yeah, it's good to yeah. have that. And to to feel like you're gonna come back together and not there's a mystique there. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't quite know what they're doing right now. Yeah. And like it's I'm doing my own thing and I definitely think that's really, really yeah. important to to have that and to cultivate your own passions and that inevitably is gonna take yeah. some physical distance yeah yeah so you think overall like whatever the spiciness is besides like i mean i do think that there's a part that's like spontaneous and whatever um but there might be things that might be a little edgier like we talked about some of the things the activities that one might be into and those things that you talk about Mm -hmm. you don't just bring on the other person (laughs) right and when you talk about it like what if the other person is like just like hey these are the things i'm not cool with how do you approach that from the person who's saying that and from the person who's receiving that? Great question. I think that it's important to maybe not make it just like a one yes or no question. Mm-hmm. Like, here's my thing. What do you think? And they're like, I don't like it. And then now what? You know? Yeah. So I think maybe having more of a general conversation around I've been watching this thing. I've I've heard about this thing. I listened to this podcast, whatever. Mm-hmm. What do you think about this? So that it's more of a conversation because yeah. you can see where mm-hmm. it's going and just sort of try to understand where they are too. And if they're not really receptive to a particular thing, then maybe, well, what about this instead? Yeah. You know, or again, the yes, no, maybe thing. Like I think that's a good, good option too, the what about this instead. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of it so being other... like a hard line. Yeah. And even and saying like, well, I've been really thinking about this, but what do you, what do you fantasize mm-hmm. about? Like, what, is there anything that 
we've never done that you kind of like to. Yeah. You know, it yeah. turns it into such a fun intimacy building mm-hmm. experience. And you might hear about something that you're like, oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. And but sometimes it's okay just to like agree to disagree on it. Like there oh, totally. are times that you're just like, yeah. hey, I love that that's your fantasy. Probably not. <laughs> Completely. And then but vice versa. Yeah. Like I oh, told absolutely. people about some things I'm in. They're like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I had a um, a guy I was dating without talking to me about first. He just like was slapping my butt and it made me laugh really hard, which is probably not the reaction he wanted because I was just like, is he really like, you know, it was, it just was, that's just not me. And I'm really not interested. And uh, if you're not interested, that's okay. Like you can still have a great, amazing sex life and mm-hmm. relationship without having like all the same fantasies and fetishes and desires and happenings. Cause you still get to think about it. You have your oh. own erotic intelligence and your own erotic existence. Mm-hmm. So en- engage in that kind of thing mm-hmm. in another way that fits your relationship yeah. agreements. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, well, we did six questions in the last episode, so we won't have to do it again on this one. But, oh, my God, how amazing was this conversation? So you much fun. You are so, so great. Um, please tell everybody how they can find you on social media and get your book, August. Oh, thank you. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook as August McLaughlin. You can also find the Facebook page for Girl Boner, which is facebook.com forward slash my girl boner and all the links are on augustmclaughlin.com and i have the two books a journal uh, called girl boner journal that walks you through like sexual empowerment with activities and questions and lots of activities if you need spicy ideas yeah and then girl boner my my main book are releasing august 7th and you can pre-order at amazon barnes and noble or ask for it at your local bookstore oh i love it well thank you so much for being on the show with us today thank you i hope you'll join me on girl boner too yes 100 percent um guys we are also on social media we are on the twitter facebook instagram at kind of dating and i am facebook instagram at natasha chandel and twitter natasha underscore chandel Thank you so much for downloading this episode. If you could take a few seconds and review us on iTunes, I would be so grateful. And also, send us your dating stories and thoughts to kindadating at gmail.com. Finally. I know it seems tough out there, but just try. Till next time. 